What is happening? Today we have a special edition of Ted and Yogi's Pac-12 Adventure, courtesy of our friends at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Ted and I had a chance to talk to the head coach at Stanford, David Shaw. We're calling the game against UCLA Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock on the Pac-12 Networks. I love this game. I think it's the game of the week in this conference. I think you're really going to enjoy our dialogue with Coach Shaw. For us, he's the conscience of college football. He's always has such a reasoned take. And to me, uh, the way he views the game is extremely admirable on so many levels. So I'll get out of the way. Here's our dialogue with Coach Shaw. Fired up today for a special edition with a very special guest, Coach David Shaw of Stanford. Coach, thanks for joining us. And as we dive in here, over 660 days since you guys have been back on the farm for a game with fans, school starting. What is the vibe like when you're walking around campus, when you even compare it to what it was like last year in late September when no one was in sight? Yeah, it's just night and day as you can imagine. Um, our county was uh, very, very conservative um, as far as trying to handle the, the COVID-19. Our campus was very conservative didn't have very many, many, many people on campus. And as we know, nobody was in the stadium for games. So now uh, to come out of my office and go for my walks and see people, you know, all over campus, people jogging and going to class, riding bikes and riding all kinds of other motorized things going around campus. Uh, it's just a great vibe. And now finally being able to play in our stadium, um, you know, our freshmen don't even, our sophomores, excuse me, don't even know what that feels like. Our freshmen haven't been in there either. So have two classes of our team that don't know what it feels like to play in their own stadium, which is so strange. Uh, so now, you know, and the student section is going to be filled. Uh, there's excitement around this UCLA Stanford game. Um, so it's, it, there's a little bit of a buzz and I'm fired up about it. David, you started this season with something you've gone through before because you had to find the next after Andrew Luck. You had to find the next after Kevin Hogan, who started four years for you. Now Davis Mills is going to start his first NFL game Sunday. And you've been through this. You, you just saw what happened at USC this past weekend. So there's so many different dynamics with your background, both NFL and college. How do you handle the, the quarterback, whatever phrase we want to use, competition decision that you were faced with? First and foremost, one of the best coaching principles um, I remind our coaches all the time is trust your eyes. Right. You trust your eyes in recruiting. You don't trust the stars. You don't trust what people say. You trust what you see. Um, same thing when when deciding on a quarterback. Right. The film is going to tell you who the guy is, um, not the outside, not the pressures. You know, I've had been through this multiple times. One guy's drafted higher than the other guy. All these other things that happen when you trust your eyes. Eventually, uh, you'll you'll pick the right person. And. That's what we did during our process. Um, didn't worry about what other people were saying. Um, you know, Jack uh, Jack West was playing his best football through spring and even through training camp. Um, and, and Tanner was doing well and then showing some young guy plays and doing well and then being young again. And so it, it just had to it had to play itself out. That's why we took it to the game and um, particularly that fourth quarter um, with Tanner coming in and leading us on a touchdown drive and seeing. I, I like to say shoulders drop. See, you know, the guy there, those guys are kind of tense, kind of seeing his shoulders drop and kind of say, you know what, I got this. Didn't play perfectly throughout the game, missed two touchdown passes, but that last drive, you really saw it kind of click and come together. Um, that kind of tipped the scales in his favor. Um, he's been getting better ever since. Quick, quick follow, because I think you just touched on it, David. How much does the locker room factor in? And as you said, the other players' views, how much of your eyes have to pick up on that? 
uh, that's part of it. Um, but there's also part of it that they, they, they put their trust in me. They have to put their trust in me that I'm going to do what's best for the football team. Um, we've got a phenomenal locker room, as you can imagine, with the guys that we have. They're going to be supportive of whoever goes out there on the field. Um, and, and even to the point where you know, we're voted for captains and Jack West got, you know, quite a few votes uh, because the way he carries himself, his leadership ability. Um, so the team embraced both guys um, and just kind of waiting to see who was going to take the reins. What's it like to watch the confidence develop for a young quarterback like Tanner? Uh, from our eyes, to watch him play game one, game two to game three, man, it, it's super fun. But you, you've seen from practice one to practice you know, a couple hundred that he's had with you now. Just kind of curious how you view that, that word with him. Well, with the quarterback position, um, as we know, it's different than every other position. Um, you want to make sure that it's gradual, right? You don't want them to get overconfident, right? And in my opinion, that's where a lot of turnovers happen, right? They try to make every single throw. Um, you also want to make sure that the, the bad plays don't ruin their confidence. So it's really kind of a gradual thing. You build on the positives, you learn from the negatives and kind of craft this thing. You just kind of watch them um, and, and, and tinker, right? You don't ever want to do things drastic. You want to tinker a little bit, a little bit better here. Um, don't forget about this. And then give them the keys and then come back again and say, okay, let's learn this lesson. But the more you give it to them and give them and let them play within themselves and build that confidence gradual through positive plays, then you start to say, hey, you know what? You've earned a little bit more. You've earned a little bit more. You've earned a little bit more. And then as you've seen with Tanner the last couple of weeks, it's kind of grown exponentially. You know, not, not this, I can play college football. Now, man, I can be really good and we can be really good. This is now enjoyable. This is fun. And uh, so now you, he's made so many plays and done so many great things. You're going to give him a lot more, but we never want to make sure we give him more than he can handle. Um, you know, he's not ready for the Andrew Luck, carte blanche, you know, I'm going to go home, Andrew, you got this thing part. That's, that's a whole separate thing he's not ready for. But um, the fact that he has made plays, he's made some mistakes and he's learned from them. He doesn't repeat his mistakes. Um, that's encouraging for a coach. David, uh, you've been so open about your respect for Chip Kelly. The year Chip coached the 49ers, I've seen he was, he would come to watch your team's practice as well. So the respect is obviously mutual. Just talk about where, where that starts, where that branch comes from. Um, I, I think over time we've, we've earned each other's respect um, because what I love about Chip is Chip is going to be Chip, right? There's no falseness. There's no pretense. This is who I am. This is what I believe. Um, I think he's seeing that I'm a man of my word, um, that I'm very open and very honest with him. Um, I love the way he plays. I love the way he coaches. And our, our offensive schemes look different, but a lot of the principles are very similar. You know, Chip loves to run the football, you know, and if you let him run the football, he will run the football down your throats. Um, and that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a respect thing. It's not about the stats. It's not about what it looks like. Um, you know, Chip's not, you know, trying to do commercials for himself. You know, he just loves, he loves football. And, um, you know, I'm a coach's kid, been around the thing my whole life. He's been around his whole life. And there's a lot of respect that I have for someone who's great at what they do. Um, and is in his unwavering and his belief in, in his players and putting them in positions to be successful. I think back to almost a decade ago, I remember being on your campus. It was a Thursday night game, I think. 
and you guys were playing Stanford. They're ranked. It's an epic game. Or you guys are playing Oregon, excuse me. It was an epic game. And, and I, I went through this week, like, just the memory of the finishes you have had. Is there one that stands out to you? Like, it could have been last year and going into multiple overtimes or back almost a decade to some of the battles you two had. Well, for me, it was kind of that the my first two as head coach, um, that game you're talking about, like Maroon 5 did like a concert on the side of the of the stadium. <laughs> it was it was an unbelievable night. Right. Um, and they kicked our butts. Uh, and then going through the offseason, it was a focus of the offseason is how do we get over the hump against Oregon? Because we know in order to get to the Rose Bowl, you're going to have to go through Oregon. Um, spent a lot of time with Derek Mason. It was that next year that we were able to beat them in overtime at Oregon. Right. And that, that so the kind of those back to back learning lessons from from the, the year prior, prior uh, making a lot of adjustments defensively, offensively being smart and having a great player like Zach Ertz. I don't know how many balls Zach Hart that game, kind of like 12 balls that game uh, up in Oregon. But um, that two back to back really sticks out fighting um, uh, against Chip Kelly. All right, David, last one here. Yogi and I have been bouncing this around in our pod. Uh, you've become such a good spokesperson for this conference. Two great wins, Oregon and UCLA. There have been some losses that haven't been very much fun either. So the optics get balanced. The tendency around the country is to jump on that negative for the narrative. Just from your chair watching, uh, you know, you've been involved in some already some important games yourself. Give us a view of September from your chair for the Pac-12. I think the biggest takeaway is that we're competitive with the other conferences. You know, um, it's not that the Pac-12 is the best conference. Um, for me, the bottom line is the Pac-12 is not far behind anybody else. If, if anything, we are the top of our conference is competitive with the top of the other conferences. Um, that's been proven on the field. Um, so hopefully that leans to more respect. I think the, 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 the college football is difficult. So it's hard to win every single week. Um, but when you have, you know, some of your conference opponents go beat other conference opponents. Um, I think you have to say, wow, this is, a, this is an even battle. Well said, Coach. We appreciate the time. Cannot wait to get to the farm for this weekend's game against UCLA on the Pac-12 Networks. All right. See you there. There it is. Head Coach David Shaw. Again, the game coming up this weekend on the Pac-12 Networks. Check it out wherever you have the internet. You can get it on Sling, get it on FUBU. There's a bunch of over-the-top platforms if it does not on your cable subscriber you're going to love the scheming of this game the exo side of chip kelly versus david shaw i think it's gonna be phenomenal as i prepared for this ball game uh, another thing that is phenomenal is the group that we're with here at the field of 12 media it's a new podcast and digital media network covers college football by the people who know it best it's brought to you by shoot your shop productions the folks behind the field of 68 so the field of 12 it gives you insight into the game we love by the people who have lived it so in the big 12 it's trevor knight and bryce petty Joshua Perry, Christian Hackenberg, have you locked down on the Big Ten? Max Starks, Clint Sterner on the SEC, and we have Harry Douglas and Cody Sensabaugh on the ACC. And of course, we got you every single week right here in the Pac-12 conference. And I think as we say goodbye here, what David Shaw said to me is, is very accurate. And I think our friends here in the field of 12 would agree is that the Pac-12 has proven that it can compete with any league. And you look at what's gone on in non-conference play. And now here we go, full on conference football for the next couple months. It's going to be exciting. A lot of stories, a lot of drama, a lot of dialogue. And of course, we have you covered every week with the breakdown and the look ahead to the games. I'm Yogi. Stay safe. Enjoy the weekend. Peace.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.